Thursday night, which means you're here at the PWO WrestleCast. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me and I got a pretty good collection of guys. We have the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. It's Jeff Hitman Hall. Hello, hello. We have hailing from, I guess, well, I said hell on Monday, but I think it's getting better. I guess we can go back saying it's Ben from Colorado. Or what is up, everybody? What's up, what's up, what's up? And, as always, back by popular demand, if you checked out the comment section on Monday, it's Pat. Yep, I had to make my return after a month off because of Mike DeShazo. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of Mike DeShazo. Number one fan of show, Mike yeah. DeShazo. I mean. <laughs> you, you gotta give the crowd what they want. Uh, so, <laughs> guys, we're just gonna start right off with AEW. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. First and foremost... Rest in peace to Pat Patterson. Uh, what he has brought to professional wrestling can never be discredited. Um, no no Royal Rumble without Pat Patterson. Matt, that's arguably your favorite pay-per-view of the year. That, um, is, that is mine for sure. So It's the best WWE. Well, yeah, of WWE pay-per-views. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I'm fine with that. But, I mean, Pat Patterson didn't – he created the Royal Rumble. He did not create the Battle Royal. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, what I said. Yeah, yeah. There's but no the Royal, Royal Rumble because he created like it. it. So we don't get that edge return without him. <laughs> yeah, man, you don't get a lot of things. Work, work, work. <laughs> so, my oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Uh, mind you, that was also running, uh, running on the same day as WCW Bunkhouse Stampede too. So there's that. Designed so that's that's uh, that's. Yeah, yeah. But that's, man, that's good old-fashioned wrestling, boy. So, we are just starting right off the bat with AEW. Winter is coming. That was the tagline they went with. Uh, and I thought it was really funny because you listen to the conference call, and Tony Khan admits he has never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones, but he knows that Winter is Coming is arguably the most iconic line from a TV show in the past decade. Uh, hilarious. Um, and I guess with it, we probably should have seen something crazier happening. Um, like it did. Like it did. Uh, so, show opens up, and we are right in with the uh, Dynamite Diamond Dozen Battle Royal. Um, and I, okay, so they didn't do individual entrances, and they just had everyone outside the ring jump in, which honestly I thought was a really neat. A uh, little feature there. Instead of just having everyone start in the ring or having everyone get individual entrances, wasting the time there, just having everyone just, all right, ring the bell. <laughs> I thought that was a very neat little way of doing that. Um, I also thought that that was really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of, of moving stories throughout this battle royal. Uh, we do have the Dark Order helping out Hangman, uh, continuing to push. Maybe maybe Hangman needs to come to the dark side. We have Scorpio Sky and Sean Spears continuing to fight each other, costing each other the, the match. Um, huh, some of the other. There's a lot. There's a lot to them. Um, 
God, the continuation of what's going on with the inner circle, I think, is the primary one. Uh, it got down to Jungle Boy, uh, Sammy Guevara, MJF, and Wardlow left in the ring. There was still another participant on the outside, but they were the ones left in the ring. And MJF eliminates both uh, Guevara and Jungle Boy, pushing them off. And we see some more tension there. But he only pushed Jungle Boy. He did not touch Guevara. Well, that, that's the story. Um, but as we'll see later, later in the show, uh, there's some more moving tension there. Uh, the last man who was not eliminated on the outside was of course, orange Cassidy. He makes, uh, actually Wardlow goes and gets him realizing that he's not, you know, been eliminated yet. And they, they say something on commentary here. And I've noticed that they've been doing this little week by week, just pointing out these things, brought out that. Hey, maybe Wardlow is actually the brains of this. The small, small details of putting over Wardlow while he's still working uh, the bodyguard bit here, I think, have been fantastic. Yeah. Um, God, he had a stare down with Miro in this match, and I was like, yes, give me Miro the- cleared house there for a hot while. He looked really strong. They booked him very strong, which was yeah. good. Thank you. I thought Lord. he would match for a minute, honestly. It was a JR that was like, uh, they didn't do anything with this guy at the last place he was at. That was Tony Khan. That was That's Tony right. Khan. It was Tony Khan on the, on the call. This man came down in a tank at WrestleMania, and then they had him, they had his wife kissing someone else in the ring. And now his <laughs> wife is going through tables every week. So, no, nope. She's the lone survivor. She's going to win the tag titles with Asuka. But we'll talk about Ugh. that later. That's not so. Uh, it comes down to Orange Cassidy and MJF. They are the last two, meaning that they will face each other next week to fight for the titles. Guys, what's your immediate reaction to this? I hope MJF retains um, the ring one because I think it's more of like a heel trophy in general. But also, I am exhausted with Orange Cassidy being a frontline performer with all the roster talent that there is. Um, I'm going to make mine simple. I uh, lockstep with Pat. I agree him. I'm tired. I mean, I'm tired of orange Cassidy getting pushed to the moon. And if he was to happen, like Pat said, to win this, the ring, I mean, it doesn't make any sense for him to, to win it. You know what I'm saying? So, so the ring can be in his pocket. No, no, thank you. But Jeff, it would make the orange juice or the orange punch or whatever they want to call it that much stronger. Because I'm sure it would, but um, <laughs> God, please, please, uh, MJF, go over, please. But yeah, no, I agree with both of you. MJF needs to go over. It doesn't feel like it belongs to a face. It feels like Orange Cassidy has reached his ceiling in terms of where he is on the card. Um, man, I think this would be a great time for introducing those trio belts that Khan talked about. I think the trios, the trios belts would be a great spot for the best friends right now. Yeah. Um, tired of seeing them compete for the tag titles. They've been on every show, uh, move them to something different. They need, they need a little bit of sprucing up, I believe. Uh, up next we get Jericho versus Frankie Kazarian Jericho's. Uh, accompanied to the ring by Ben from Colorado and Ortiz, uh, rocking a very nice, very nice coat there. Uh, it, it was, it was tough. It was tough. I, I had to pull it off, though. 
I know the tagline was winter is coming, but the 30-degree wind chills I know was affecting a lot of people. Listen, Florida, I don't know if you guys know this. If it's under 60, it might as well be zero. It was did, cold. <laughs> did, did, anybody, did anybody turn you in with the health department? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I've been uh, with Sharp. All right. This match, I think, is probably the weakest on the card. I think this was probably your worst match of the night. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that as if, like this was a horrible match by any means, but this definitely has rough spots. Um, I, I finally went back and I saw the Spanish fly with Kazarian. Yeah. And that's terrifying. I mean, the props sp- to those guys for going for it, but that is terrifying. Uh, man, I, I love Jericho. Um, I have said on this show before that he is the GOAT. Like he has surpassed everybody with what he's done, and I stand by that. But man, it's uh-huh. it's getting to be t- it's getting to be time, Chris. It's getting uh, to be time to hang it up, man. See that that's my thing. But he he doesn't have to in in this sense. Heal Chris Jericho how he was when he first you know like took it, had the AEW belt was on that run. He can do that forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Because because you always want to see a heel get his face punched in, and you don't have to do as much. But this, I mean, he's still heel. But this in between, not in between, but this comedian Jericho, it's hard because he has to. I know it sounds stupid, but he has to wrestle more. If that makes sense, yeah, you know what I mean. That's, that's fair. When you're a heel, you don't have to. You can just get heat. You don't have to wrestle as much. And man, last night again, like I'm not knocking Chris Jericho, but. On that backslide, he didn't kick out. No, like, thank God, not thank at God. all. No, Kazarian is a is a consummate pro, and he's great, by the way. Time hasn't yeah. touched to him either. He's just in, timeless. To put it in perspective, Jericho is fifty. Frankie Kazarian is forty three. Yeah, yeah. Wait, which is the, Kaz is is solid. He is no, no he yes, hasn't taken a step so, back. Yes. yes, but but man, oof. so this is where I'm going to bring it up because. I know where we're going ultimately at the end here tonight. Uh, of Well, the end of AEW. Um, do we think that there's something in the works with New Japan as well? Um, man, they referenced o- Okada so many times last night. Yeah, they like mentioned him. Four or five times. Yeah, it was and They, they made lot. it a point to uh, to be like... You know, man, or Jr. You know, to put Kaz over, like, man, you know, I uh, I knew Kaz was good, but I I didn't know he had a win over Okada under his belt. Um, they really were putting Okada over. I wonder why. <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying, like, I'm messing with you. Of course, you of course you know why, but at the same time, like. You know why are you giving New Japan the free press unless maybe there's something, something in work. Significant, yeah. Um, so you guys think that that could be or before well, I there, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. Big big thing. Uh, I just think it's a really good point to mention that the Good Brothers have a working deal in their contract that they can both work in their current company and New Japan. I think that's very important to note here as we get going down that rabbit hole. That's going to happen. Yeah. I think um, – well, I guess I'll save it. I'll save it until we get to that, that point in the show, I guess. Go ahead. Um, 
But so this match, uh, we're swinging back here to Kaz versus Jericho. Uh, the big spot in this match is Kazarian has Jericho in the walls of Jericho. More of a Boston Crab, honestly. It wasn't wasn't the best looking one, but it was efficient enough uh, to where Jericho can't get to the ropes. Uh, and he's struggling. MJF rolls out from the tunnel with the towel ready to toss in the towel. Uh, and Sammy Guevara stops him. Uh, and by the time Jericho notices, Sammy's holding the towel, uh, sowing seeds of dissent again. Uh, all leads to some back and forth. Jericho hits the Judas effect on Kaz and gets the pin one, two, three. Uh, and then the infighting continues. MJF and, and Guevara pushing and shoving. To the point where Jericho finally says, enough is enough. Here's the ultimatum. Either we're going to do this all together or we're done. You have till next week. Yeah. Uh, back to that uh, Judas effect that ended the match. Was it just me or did that kind of feel like Jericho was stumbling and kind of just like threw his elbow up and Kaz ran into it? So they've been trying to run that move to come off of anywhere. So they, I think what they were trying to sell it as is Jericho's hitting it from any angle. Which I get. I get that argument. It just it, – when it feels soft or lazy, it doesn't well, translate well. It's – bless his heart. It's because this – dare I say it, Chris Jericho was blown up. But because <laughs> <laughs> um, Kaz was doing the heavy lifting, you know, oh, yeah. which is fine. Hey, it is what it is. I mean, it's almost 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so guys, immediate thoughts on Jericho, uh, well, I guess the inner circle ultimatum. I mean, this is what I've been, had been saying was going to go down. We're going to get a blow up. You're going to get some faces out of this, you know, re redone heels and, you know, it's going to be good for AEW because they need more frontline faces. And uh, there's definitely guys in the inner circle that can that can fit that bill. Um, I, I, on paper, the, and this is generally my problem with AW in general. On paper, the booking isn't necessarily bad. Um, like all this has been fine. It's just the execution. I thought the show in in totality was kind of sloppy. Like th- there was good stuff here. I mean, it wasn't a bad show. That's not what I'm saying. But like just the ex, just some of the execution. Like the only person that looked like they really had a problem with each other was uh, Guevara and MJF. But even that, like you know, for too long, it just looked kind of. It just looks like two guys playing a part, necessarily being really mad at each other sometimes. But I mean, again, the the, the way they're booking this is is fine. It's fine. That's what should happen. All right. Yeah. Um, very curious to see what ends up being the decision. I imagine it's going to be, you know, Guevara saying we can make this work. We'll make this work. I'll do this for you, Chris. Um, and maybe Guevara ends up getting kicked out. That's what I kind of think. What do you, what, what do you, what do you think if, what happens if, if Guevara boots Jericho? That's what I've been thinking. So I was all in on that idea. Uh, I know uh, Pat as well was very similar. All for it. The adding MJF to it makes it a little bit harder, I think, for me. No, no, that, you're right. You're right. But I mean, but that, Jericho, ha- Jericho has to come back as the face, correct? That like, I always thought was the end game with the inner circle. 
That's what I'm thinking. Jericho is Farouk and Sammy Guevara is The Rock. Yeah. Uh, I have that has always been what I thought the end game is. Sammy Guevara is um, just a absolute star being, you know, getting ready to be made. Um, he's got, I think, out of everybody on AEW's roster, he's one of the two or three guys that are just absolutely yeah have the biggest yep. star potential. Yep. That dude has uh, got everything. Give it four or five years. Him and Darby are going to be the two top guys. God, I hope not. Oh, jeez. Well, we'll get right. to Darby Allen next year. What about Jungle Boy? MJF. MJF? Really? That's a given. Man, in this conversation, but it's, oh, you know, the funny he'll thing still is, be drunk. the funny thing is about Hangman is like, We've almost kind of like it's. It's almost like he missed his chance. They booked him so heavy coming in, and I'm, they'll circle around. I think that's and, the storyline is that, and it will work. But I don't. I mean, I think so, but I got a take. I guess we'll go on later. But go ahead, fellas. Yeah, he's got to overcome his demons by joining the dark side, being a cult leader. Uh, this next segment, I'm not gonna lie, I popped for it when it happened. And then I completely forgot about it when everything else did. We cut to the back and we have an interview with the Young Bucks. Um, and they're talking about the match coming up with the hybrid too. But they're interrupted by a newly signed tag team known as the Acclaimed. Uh, who essentially, uh, well, one of them cuts a freestyle rap over how uh, the Young Bucks cover page of their book uh, looks a little homosexual. Um, why are two brothers staring at each other's dicks? Uh, it's just weird. It don't really matter though. Cause you know, they're about to get whipped. Um, he's a, uh, that guy's an MTW guy too. By the way, throwing it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like the acclaim. I've been here just about every week since I have first seen them telling y'all how much I love the acclaimed. I really, really hope this is a good thing. So many good young tag teams in AEW right now. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Hybrid 2 jump Young Bucks as soon as they start talking back to the Acclaimed. And the best thing ever, one of the Acclaimed just starts yelling during the fight, World Star! World Star! <laughs> <laughs> Taking me back to high school here. <laughs> Um, fantastic. I love the acclaimed. I uh, don't, uh, well, I don't, I don't know who's going to get the title shot at the pay-per-view, but this little, this little spot here, man, do I hope hybrid two goes away? Well, I think they're going to be in a different <laughs> company here soon. I, um, aside with AEW, they, there's, there's nothing wrong with them per se, but like, man, they are like 10th or 12th. In line in this in this tag division, I don't understand, like you know why they're even getting in the ring with the Young Bucks. Ask the Young Bucks. Yeah, clearly they like them more than I do. Obviously, but I just well when um, when they were stuck in Mexico, uh, that's where they were when when pandemic started. They got stuck out there. Um, 
Young Bucks was was pushing for them to send in videos of them cutting promos on the Young Bucks so that when they come back, when they're able to come back, they can have a few ready to go um, right away since they've been gone for so long. So this is, I think, kind of paying off that um, more so than anything. Um, I appreciate the fact that it's still commitment to your guy signed, especially during everything that's happening in the world. I, I, I don't particularly... The hybrid two look significantly worse in AEW than anywhere else that I've seen them. And I once again, I don't understand if that's a we're on live television every Wednesday and what you do doesn't translate well to what everything else is happening. Or if they have just kind of taken a step back in comparison to everyone else since since we've started. I mean, uh, they're just around so much talent that yeah. it's, it's more obvious that they're not as good as a lot of the others. I'm on AEW's uh, AEW's website. They're not even ranked in the top five, and they have a record of seven and five. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me as much. Once again, I think this is more of like a, a blow off here. Yeah. They haven't. They, they don't have a title shot next week, but they have a match against the Young Bucks, where if they win, they could get an opportunity for the title. Yeah. Um, so once again, you're not signing it off as this is a title match, um, but they can earn the opportunity by beating the champ. Yeah. Um, which I imagine they will with maybe a little help of the acclaimed. Um, up next, we have Britt Baker, uh, DMD. Yeah, sure. Uh, versus Layla Hurst. And I thought this was a fine match. I thought this was fine, acceptable. Um, they gave this match a lot of time, which I was a little surprised about. I thought it was going to kind of be a squash. But I really appreciate the fact that uh, I think Layla Hurst is, is signed. Um, to AEW, or at least they've they've been pushing for her to be. She's already also won a match on Dark, um, and she's actually a legitimate folk style wrestler, former champion. Uh, I think when she was like eighteen. Yeah, wasn't she at uh, Bloodsport? She, uh, yes, I think she. Yeah, I think. To, I believe, maybe Lindsay Snow. Yeah. I'll have to look that up again and come back to you with that one. But yeah, she's, she's a, once again, a legitimate, um, you also, we also might be mixing her up with killer Kelly who was over an impact, but who had lost to, um, Allison K. Yeah. Um, they have, they have similar looks. So I could, I could see the, I could see if we're messing up here. Um, Yes, uh, Lindsay Snow defeated Layla Hirsch uh, by submission in the women's semi-tournament. There you go, Matt. Every once in a while, I got one. <laughs> um, and, and this match was great. Uh, Baker, well, I don't want to say great, but it, it, it was good. It was good. Baker uh, gets the heel win with a little distraction from Rebel, not Reba, as it says in the, in the uh, <laughs> intro, um, and is immediately jumped by Thunder Rosa, um, and we are – you know, trying to stop these two women from tearing each other's heads off. Beautiful. Um, I think Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa is going to be great because Thunder Rosa can do no wrong. Yeah. Uh, this match very much just felt like a, hey, we're going to give this up-and-comer some time, and then we're going to push a story that, you know, is not going to involve her. Which, like, cool because you build up a star, but at the same time, it's she's not even really – in the picture of where we're going. Um, so during that breakup, uh, Layla Hurst did end up dropping rebel with a yeah. back suplex, 
I would yeah. say don't be surprised if maybe we see a tag team match of Rosa and her. Uh, yeah, her I about to say the same match, thing, yep. Which I think is good. Once again, you know, she's not a main player yet. Um, so you're giving her the opportunity to get some love and attention just by being in the ring with two yeah. of your biggest she, in the company. She's on TV, though. Yeah. Exactly. And she doesn't need to win just yet, honestly. Um, promote your bigger stars. They need the wins more. Yeah. Um, especially, especially as rough as the women's division has been. Yeah. They need, um, they need to build up Britt and, and some of the other girls who are more ready to be main eventers. God. Okay. And we're, we'll get to uh, – you know what? We're just going to cut to the Hikaru Shida segment that happened backstage now um, instead of covering after what, what it follows because it doesn't follow it. Um, they have a backstage segment of uh, Shida being interviewed, asked about, you know, why did Abaddon kind of spook her? And she's going, you know, she's just a cosplayer. And that's fine. I do cosplay. I do it all the time. Um, you know, but that doesn't change the fact. And then you hear a pipe drop or something like knocked over in the back. And she's like, well, um, can we, can we restart this? Uh, no, no, Shido, we're live. And then she's like, oh, Sid Vicious style. I gotta go. <laughs> yes. It <laughs> was a very Sid Vicious moment. And honestly, okay. All right, restart. Like, uh, this is live. I'm down with it. Um, and I know, I know Abaddon does not get a lot of love here uh, in our corners of the world <laughs> in the PWO. Um, but you know what? If you're actually trying to push the fact that this woman is terrifying, uh, this is what you need to do. I wish they had done it to someone else before they did it to Sheeta on TV. Yeah, there yeah. you go, Matt. Um, but I think this is a stepping stone for a much bigger match that I think, oh, well, mm, Maybe maybe they change it up on me depending on who wins the women's title over on that other show we're going to talk about later. Um, but I mean, we have a clear we have clear stories for whoever wins the title on AEW. I yeah, but I don't but, think but, it's the Abaddon. But uh, neither do I. But if Abaddon wins the belt before Thunder Rosa, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, Thunder Rosa's not signed yet though. I don't care. She, she's been on TV enough. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Right. <laughs> don't keep showing me Thunder Rosa and like, oh, well, she's not signed. Oh, well, y'all got no problem putting on TV. <laughs> Look, man, that delicious, delicious partnership I, with the NWA. I, I, I agree with you, Matt. If, you, if you're going to book her in the Undertaker, Dexter Loomis, spooky person in the dark, things that go bump in the night, that's fine. It just shouldn't have been the first person should be. Sheeta, who, you know, her and Thunder Rosa, who punched each other, knocked the other's heads off, and then she's yeah. scared of Abaddon, like r- right out the gate at least, like, you know, without, like, mm. a- a- at least have her, like, you know, go into her locker room and there's somebody there, like, bloody or bloody something. I, I don't know, something. Like, yeah, I need a, to see something like that from a, Abaddon. A, a Listen, blank. there's two zombie uh, women on TV right now, and yep. Impact is doing it more correctly. Well, Abaddon, Abaddon. doing it for longer, but I mean, yes, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. Abaddon is like the boogeyman right now. Yeah, that's the problem. Is the way she's been booked. 
That's that is where like her character is to me, and that is exactly the problem, Jeff. Yeah, there ha- there has to be some sadistic. That's that's what makes all this like you know weird stuff work. There hasn't been anything, you know, like she hasn't twisted somebody's arm back or slammed somebody's head in something or you know what I'm saying you haven't seen any like malice and yeah but that's not on TV so you know you you need to see her like you know push somebody to the edge not just crawling out with blood out of her mouth that's weird is ultimately my main issue with this I don't have an issue with Abaddon getting a title shot Um, I know she did have a pretty serious injury that kept her off uh, since she was originally signed to now um, so she's racked up some wins on Dark, and this is kind of the big thing. But does anyone know who Abaddon's first match was in AEW? Mm, was it she won. She won her first. No, she lost. I don't know. Sheeta. Sheeta. Sheeta beat her before winning the women's title, and now well, they she wasn't scared then. Sheeta was like, "Yeah, I won the match. <laughs> I'm out." See, that's bad booking. Yeah. That's yes. really bad booking. Although yes. Abaddon is 5-1, and one, and her only loss is to Sheeta. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, but that's, match, so. that's, the, uh, that's the Rousey Sheeta. Nia Jax armbar. Sheeta already climbed that mountain. Yeah, yeah. The Nia Jax uh, Ronda Rousey armbar booking. And, and once again, if you would have had uh, Abaddon, uh, you know, taking out maybe Big Swole along this way up to this match or taking out, I don't know, Brandy, you know, have her take out someone who's been on TV pretty regularly. So we can see like, okay, it's a little bit different Abaddon. Oh yeah. Okay. Listen, Sheeta could have been standing right there doing her interview. Some random girl, you got girls without their sleeping with brooms. You could have had some random girl run over, like covered in blood, like saying like, help me or something, you know, or like run literally, literally anything. Uh, I'm just saying, like literally anything. But no, we got a falling pipe. Wait a minute. And we needed more of that. I think. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but that was AEW making fun of the pipe bomb. We got, listen, we got Sting coming that's out a, in that's snow. That's a bad attempt at a, at a pun there, Ben. <laughs> listen, listen, we got Sting coming out in snow. We got guys getting thrown. We got guys. Jeff, we haven't gotten to that part yet. You're spoiling things. Sorry. We, we got guys <laughs> beating, up, uh, beating up drones, teleportation. Most of matches, and we got pipes falling. Come on now, just saying. Like, these things is not like the other. The rest, and that thing that's not like the other is a pipe falling. Jesus. Um. Sorry. So yeah. No. 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 But I'm with you. That. That's where I don't like the storyline. I don't have an issue with Abaddon getting the shot. I wish there's more build up to this. Um. And like I said, at the end of that match, after she'd have won initially, she was like, "All right, bump this. I'm out." Like, got out of there quick, but it's still not enough, in my opinion. In my opinion. Um, moving on, it is uh, Team Taz versus American Jackass. That is what I am uh, beginning to affectionately refer to <laughs> as the team of Cody Rhodes and Dark Alex. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, and they're, they are facing the team of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, <laughs> I love this because Matt he actually has to come to terms with it no no, no. <laughs> dog I've been here with this one I've been <laughs> again here. Tell you guys know my answer 
tell me why I should care now. Like, why should I care about this? Because for what for was, what reason? Because Brian Cage pinned him. And, like, you know. yep. But if you have to fish and search, and you have to like uh, double, like, uh, 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 if you have to do this, this or go this or go 50, go back the and fifty fifty booking with this, yeah, has been awful. This I'm not a fan of. Well, four months ago on Dark, they beat him. Well, or this happened. Well, well yeah. Cage, but, I mean, Cage, Cage and Starks got them clean a couple weeks ago. A week ago. Yeah. And then you had the segment with Taz and uh, Cody last week that we covered. Um, that was, you know, hey, this is personal now. So at what point does the FTW belt become irrelevant? Because. Well, no one who. Well, it had nothing to do with this match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm. It. Was it? That was the whole point of the promo last week. Was when is AEW going to show some respect to the FTW title? Uh, and Cage hasn't really lost many matches. The only loss he has is the thrown in towel. Well, uh, uh, another another thing too. Um, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I love Cody Rhodes, but Cody Rhodes said, "Hey." I'm not. I'm. You know, if I lose this, I won't wrestle for the for the AEW heavyweight heavyweight champion, which he will one day. Um, but he says and that. Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. And then the TNT belt comes out, and he defends that, and that's kind of the because listen, John Moxley's cool, but that belt doesn't really mean anything. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it means something, but it just doesn't have any whatever. Like when you see John Moxley wrestle for it and he wins, you're like, uh, you know. Cody, Cody is the workhorse of this. Well, I mean, not division, but uh, you know, of a, a, a title pitcher. And now he doesn't have his belt. And it, I, I'm just starting to think that, like, for some guy who's not wrestling for the world heavyweight belt, boy, you, and then he left and came back and won it. Boy, you do go over a lot, though. Yep. I've been saying that for. I'm just starting to pick up on a trend. That's all I'm saying. Let's let's move to how this match ends. Because Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stark are rolling on TNT champion Darby Allen. And I mean rolling. I want to once again say this. Powerhouse Hobbs is a friggin' diamond in the rough. Guys, he picked him up. Ricky Stark's up by his ears. And tossed him. Over his uh, head. Darby Allen. Yes. Um, Also, we got a lot of weird random facts about Powerhouse Hobbs. Well, they're, they're putting them over because this is the first real time, and this is the time you have, you want to do it, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I totally understand it. But the facts they gave us were like, why do we care that he broke? Well, it's because but, but because they that's – put them over that he, he's running through people. And you yeah. showed it right when he, he literally went through Darby Allen. Some yeah. of it is Excalibur too. That's not necessary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. Excalibur being Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, so – the match ends, though, because Cody gets the hot tag. He's making the comeback. Everything's going. Uh, Cody hits the – they're calling it the Cody cutter. Um, and Darby tags in on his foot and hits the coffin drop on Ricky Starks immediately following it. Darby Allen pins Ricky Starks. My issue with this is Cody can eat a pin here. And he should have eaten the pin. From, in my opinion, powerhouse Hobbs, but either man should have pinned him. Um, yeah, because because what do you say next week? Well, it, it will be Brian Cage and powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, but but for what? For what reason? 
You know, I just Cody made this personal. What I think is going to come out of this is how far along is Taz's son actually in training? Um, as they mentioned in the uh, promo last week, um, you know, if if FTW is so great, why is your son training with me? Uh, which is the crossing of the line moment. How I mean, that's look Taz's son. He would be that, named Hook, but that's fine. But more Ricky Starks and Hobbs before we get to Taz's son. Well, that's I'm all wondering I'm saying. If maybe we'll see him be like the young boy of Team Taz. Mm, we'll yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So maybe, maybe he's hooking legs on ropes. Maybe he's causing some distractions. Not necessarily winning matches, but maybe he's helping them win. There's nothing wrong with them having a stable of four wrestlers. It's just, yeah, build Hobbs and and Star- Starks especially. Starks is the the long term. Yeah, I mean, guy. I, I, I'd almost argue. I mean, I guess Hobbs can't eat the pin now, but boy, man, Hobbs is good, and I'm not saying he can't be a star. Ricky but Starks is a star. Starks is going to draw you way more money over a year. You know, you know, what I'm saying like Starks is a star. Yeah, he can. Starks can always draw you money and talk people into the building because he's great in ring and he's great on the mic. He's everything you need. Yep. So after the match, things start breaking down. Team Taz is beating up Cody and Darby Allen, and Arn Anderson gets in the ring, um, which uh, he got in there a little prematurely for me, uh, but it makes sense for what's coming. Uh, everyone's getting beat up by Team Taz. Taz is getting ready to blast Arn's head off with the belt. Dustin Rhodes also came out here. Dustin Rhodes tried to make the save, got caught. Um, did then, somebody else come out too? Cage. Cage helped. Yeah, I thought QT or somebody else came out for... Well, lights went out, and yeah. winter is coming. Sting is in AEW. Uh, 61-year-old Sting. <laughs> Which, for me, uh, he is actually on the active roster on AEW's website as well. So... And I have backstage news on how AEW plans to use him. But first and foremost, who else just got chills at Tony Schiavone calling the return of Sting to TNT? Um, I didn't get chills, but it was cool. I didn't get chills, but but it, I got a little, you know, it's you know a little warm or something like that because you, for some of the older guys you got Shivani talking about and to be fair listen I'm gonna be honest because I get on everybody else so I, I can't be you know one way it is Sting in 2020 you know in a wrestling ring and that's fair but he's not he's not Goldberg he's not here to be your champion he's not here to drop people on their heads you know so there's the difference You're not telling you like hey I'm Sting's sorry, the best yeah, thing since- I'm sorry to interrupt you please repeat that and a little slower for the people who take a little <laughs> uh, for information to process I I talk about this all the time it's the way it's booked or the way it's it's portrayed listen Sting coming in at 60 years 61 years old being in a wrestling ring is not necessarily a bad thing they're not bringing him in to be a top guy he's not coming in and going over Omega you know what I'm saying yeah. you know so or Moxley it's not going to happen but if you're going to use them in whatever fashion you're going to use it, use them in, it's fine. And this was, you know, a shock. You know, nobody. I mean, this is this is in the it's in the sense of we're all really asking like, what the hell is Sting doing here? 
because we really don't know. I mean, which is a good thing. I, it's not like, oh, he's here to do this. No, we, we really don't know. I had that's good. At full gear, don't be surprised if Darby Allen comes out with Sting. And that was kind of where I was, I was projecting this, especially following all the news that Sting had all of his merch pulled from WWE shop. Um, but the timing of this, I think, is perfect because that was the buzz the entire time coming into full gear. Uh, was things showing up? Sting is showing up, and you have done Tony Khan. I, and I'm saying this is Tony Khan because Tony Khan made this decision, hearing in the conference call, made the the cognitive, conscious decision to say, we're gonna wait till they're not expecting it and it's out of the news. He purposely made sure people weren't thinking about it. They weren't talking about it like like we were around full gear now once again don't get me wrong sometimes those returns when everyone's kind of like yo i'm hearing this is happening and we're all at the edge of our seats like we were with edge a lot of us had heard edge could return but you know not sure if it was possible those moments can still happen and we're gonna lose our minds but tony Khan did such a great job of pushing this um, as yeah uh speaking of that uh of edge i heard um also sting had the same deal edge had right what do like you I got, like, like I heard that that that. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Sting, Sting ended up getting the same fix that Edge was able to get. You know, again, yeah, not that Sting's yeah. coming back in and taking bumps and bumps and bumps and bumps, but I'm saying, I, you know, I think he got himself squared away in in, oh. in, in that aspect. I think this is a really good time to talk about what Dave Meltzer reported as well, following AEW, uh, talking about what Sting's role is going to be in AEW. They plan on using him regularly on TV, not just a, a once in a while thing, but regularly. Uh, as a way to kind of pull some rest, some fans back from yesteryear. Ben, you made the comment in the chat tra- in the chat yesterday. This is a great way to pull for the. Uh, this is their fifty for 50. over fifty. Yeah, interesting. This is a great way to pull back your older fans back into the company or into AEW, having Sting shown up. Um, and and Eric, our incredible, awesome tech guy who who makes all of this possible. The first thing when he enters on, on, onto the Zoom chat today was, we're going to talk about Sting, right? And Eric doesn't follow wrestling religiously like we all do, you know? So that doesn't, was the doesn't really follow it at all. No, he, I mean, he, he's an older wrestling fan. Yeah, he, but like currently. I've been, I've been pushing some newer stuff, but you know. Um, but I think that is the impact there of noticing, oh, people who used to love wrestling came back to this moment, saw the results, saw it pop up. Uh, ESPN reported it. Um, I just, uh, man. Here is, here is the part that I wanted to hear, and I need this to be the case. It was noted that AEW will be careful with the 61-year-old Sting and that he won't be taking any bumps and that he won't be taking, uh, oh, sorry, and despite being used as a regular character on TV, in the event that Sting does do anything physical, it is going to be done with the utmost precaution. Um, so the Sting t-shirt that they released has already broken PWT's 24-hour sales uh, sales record. More shirts uh, sold, and I believe it was at hour 18 when it happened. Um, so I put this earlier to people. Are we seeing Sting return as a manager? Or maybe 
we are finally going to have an authority figure in AEW with Sting serving as a general manager-esque figure. Oh, God, that would be awful. Don't do that. Yeah, okay, listen. This this is what I was just thinking. Well, not what I'm just thinking. Sting... he, he's 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 best when he's not no well not not that he can't speak, but you need that allure from Sting when he's on your TV every single week smoking and joking like he was in TNA. Then he's just a guy. I mean, well, I mean not just a guy, but Sting has that allure, and I'm just afraid that they may. I just don't want him to burn it, or you know, like it, it's it, you're going to have to coddle him like a baby because you got to make sure you're doing the right things with him because if not, you know, like you said, like. I, I don't authoritarian. Yes, like laying the law, not saying anything, using a bat. I can get behind, but you know, telling people they're hired and fired, not to do this, not to do that. Ah, oh, I yeah, I don't know about that. And we've seen it in Impact, which is my concern. Yeah, yeah, we've and, seen and, and, it. We've seen it not work. So hopefully, you know. I'm just trying to think of what a regular TV role for him would be where he's not taking bumps regularly. And the only thing I can think of is just, just because he's going to be a regular doesn't mean he's going to be an every week guy either. And he shouldn't. Sting shouldn't be on TV every week. No. Because that, that'll kill him. Not kill him, but like, that'll, you, you, we'll be used to him. Like, so he, ask, he shouldn't be on here. If goes back up in the rafters. We don't Listen, even, I will say, though, I probably pulled the bat out of the jacket. Uh, when the when the jacket had a hoster, yeah, I popped too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but if he becomes general, a GM, I'm no. out. No, Me, uh, Pat, I'm, I, I'm with you. Mm. Become GM, oh. I'm out as well. As always, I'll give it the chance, but I don't want it. Um, how long? Time. <laughs> how, <laughs> I, I'm joking, and I and apparently it's you know whatever. But <laughs> how long until Hogan shows up? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't tell you how many comments of that I saw <laughs> last night. I was going to drop a leg and then, you know, rip off the, uh, the red and yellow. Was, they, I was going to text Pat, like, outside hey, of the thing, like, Pat, how long until Hogan shows up? Don't, don't pretend that if they got him for a one-off, it wouldn't be huge and a big win for them. Only if he is crowning Cody Rhodes as the new Real American. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't doesn't fit at all for Cody's whole American Nightmare thing. No, but he is the Prince of Pro Wrestling. God, uh, I, don't I like that hate either. that. Yeah, I, hate I don't like that, that either. I hate that. All right, and, and uh, also, and a lot of younger fans don't know. A lot of people don't know that the the first original American Nightmare was Dustin. Yes, it was. That was Dustin's gimmick forever, ever, ever, and a day ago. But people have no idea about that. But yes. The natural yeah, Dustin Rhodes. I, I hate that whole Prince of Pro Wrestling thing because it goes so hard against what Dusty's character was. Yeah. Yep. I will say I don't think they are the same. Well, that no, no I, I I think you're both right, Matt. You're right. He Cody he. Yeah, he he. Claire. Yeah, he isn't. He is Dusty's son, and he has a lot of Dusty in him, like when he's but wrestling. He but he ain't Dusty. Yeah, no. Dustin's Dusty. Yeah, he 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 ain't dusty. Really? Again, he he's a way better heel than he is than he is face. Agreed, agreed wholeheartedly. Yeah, we have to move to the main event, or we're never gonna get to the end, the rest of our show. And honestly, right. I'm okay with this if there wasn't a pay per view this weekend. Um, main event time: 
AEW World Title Match. It is John Moxley defending against Kenny Omega. Don Callis is also on commentary for uh, this match, like he was at Full Gear for Kenny. Um, and hard hitting match. Um, they gave Kenny a big push here in that he popped out of two paradigm shifts. I don't know if anyone's done that yet in AEW. Um, so pushing him there that he's still resilient, which I thought was nice. Uh, we get Mox trying to push things to the extreme. Um, Omega goes and gets a uh, paradigm shifted, I believe into uh, some of the heaters that they have ringside. Um, and they're trying to have him checked out by doctors to make sure he's not burned. They're trying to say maybe he's lost conscious for a little, maybe he's blacked out. Uh, Don Callis gets up from commentary and goes to check on him. Um, and Mox says, get off him and tries to roll him back in the ring, gets him back in the ring. Callis grabs a mic and says, he's hurt. You need to check on him. He's hurt. Um, and I believe Mox decks him. Uh, I think he just pushed him. Maybe he pushed him. Pushed him. Uh, and the mic that he was using just flopped into the ring, into Kenny Omega's hands, where he spikes Mox on the head with it, and then delivers a series of V-triggers, um, and then drops him with the one-winged angel, pinning him one, two, three. Mox doesn't even get to pop out of the one-winged angel, which I thought would have happened. Uh, still the most protected finisher. This match had a lot of references to Okada in it. You did have the clap drop kick, which I popped for immediately. I was like, that was an Okada drop kick. And um, then Excalibur pointed out, like, she's an Okada. Uh-huh. Uh, we had uh, a flash that we saw or was attempting it before getting pushed off. Um, we did have the, the rain trigger, which is where he tries to do, like, the rainmaker, but turns it into the V trigger there at the end. Um, a lot of references to his matches in New Japan as well, which got mentioned on commentary. Uh, so Kenny Omega wins the belt, and he and Don Callis are not trying to celebrate. They are getting the hell out of AEW. You have people backstage, and you have Tony Khan going, what the hell, man, uh, on their way out. Uh, other wrestlers, like, booing him, and, and what are you doing, man? It's... And they get to the black SUV that we saw at All Out that took Kenny away uh, following his match, uh, following losing the tag titles. Um, and Don Callis says, you want to hear from Kenny Omega? You'll hear from him on Tuesday. What do you mean Tuesday? Dynamite's on Wednesday. <laughs> he meant dark. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Kenny Omega live on Impact Wrestling. Yeah. And that's how the show ends. So, there are major implications with this that uh, we have discussed a bit here. Um, Pat already kind of hinted at it. So, AEW now currently has working relationships with AAA, OWE, NWA, Impact Wrestling. Uh, and, of course, you have... Uh, the work kind of the semi working relationship with MLW in terms of working with Pillman Jr. and getting there. Uh, although I don't think they're on as good terms because a lot of MLW guys went over to AEW at the start. Um, but Impact Wrestling 
is the company that the Good Brothers work for, in which they've worked out deals to also wrestle in New Japan as well, following the end of the pandemic here. To answer Pat's question earlier on maybe... Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean AEW. No, but I think we're starting to see lines connecting here and there. All right, so you work with them and we work with them. Maybe we can start working something out here. We've talked about it in that we're still trying to find ways to maybe get John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. We don't know if that's going to happen yet, but I think it's possible. A large number of guys used to work in New Japan, and I know Harold Meiji was the guy who was pretty against that. But we're not here for once to talk about AEW and New Japan. Impact Wrestling, who was the redheaded stepchild of wrestling, who was the first real uh, challenge? It, 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 it still is. <laughs> <laughs> it still is. Well, at this point, they're the adopted child over in the corner that we're just trying to keep alive. As horrible as that sounds, um, the the last company to try and challenge WWE when they went live on Mondays is now working with AEW and their first appearance of Kenny Omega after winning the belt is happening on impact wrestling. Following all of this, if you go check out Twitter, all of a sudden, and and these guys from impact and AEW know each other very well. A lot of conversations happening. Big swole put up the fact cross promotion and Jordan grace responded with a gif of, uh, someone taking off their, their jewelry and getting and dukes up. Uh, you have FTR calling out the North and the North saying, we're ready when you are. You have the Good Brothers saying, here we go. All of a sudden, this moment in time in professional wrestling during a pandemic has become arguably and potentially one of the biggest moments in professional wrestling. And and I know Ryan, the Codfather, Cod Sinclair, has told me we got to wait and see what's, what's going to happen. But what we're seeing from Scott Demore, who initially put out, hey, FTR, talk to your boss. I'm the boss over here on Impact. Let's set up a home versus home for you in the north. That's now been put out. That was put out months ago. And apparently this deal has been done for a while, uh, according to a lot of reports. I think we're slowly seeing the revitalization of the territories of professional wrestling. It's a possibility. Um, um. And I think that is grand, grand um, assumptioning. Uh, I will say that. I think this is... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So It is. It is. It's big fantasy, but I think so, it's slowly happening. Yeah, so this is a lot to unpack. So I'll start here. Um, again, other wrestling companies working with wrestling companies. Uh, well, well, I, I want to say it isn't new, but it is new in this in this climate at least. Yeah. Um, so this I'm fine with. Um, him going to Impact is great. If that opens doors to everywhere else, to everywhere else, that's all I'm worried about. Because we were just, I mean, let's not forget like the AEW working with Impact is just some amazing thing in the sense of we were just up here a couple weeks ago where someone got shot at a wedding. So let's not act like Impact is is a beacon for uh, just 
I, I, I don't know. Wrestling, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it, they it's have, not a ring of honor. I, I don't, I don't think thing. we want AEW main players being booked on yeah. what's going on on Impact. I think the excitement comes from the idea that, like, hey, how, how, how excited are you to see uh, the, the Guns and Young Bucks go at it again? No, no, and... and uh, no, and that's what I'm saying. If we can keep it to there, I, I'm I'm fine with yeah. it. I thought the I, I thought the way that they booked this um, was good. The match uh, was well, I didn't like, but that was just a means for an end. So that's fine. You know I what I'm saying? The, I thought the match was booked great. I thought uh, it looked it perfectly. No, uh, no. I, I mean, I mean, again, the, the match wasn't bad. I didn't like the 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 heater spot. I mean, you could have did anything else to to have Don Callis that, slide in a microphone. But, but it's fine. It's thing, fine. That was the only thing I thought was stupid. I agree with that because Mox intentionally used it as a weapon, even though he did a move on it. He yes, used it as a weapon, and then yeah. they were like damning Kenny Omega for using the mic. It's like, well. Mox no, are, I'm not. Box already opened. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying, that's the way that they booked it. I liked. Uh, I liked him running out the back door. Um, that's always a great. You know, anytime you use that in wrestling, that's always great. I didn't like how people were kind of pseudo lined up out there ready, but it's but it's fine. Marvez was hiding behind a truck, but that's fine. I get Mar- it. The Marvez uh, thing was bad. He just <laughs> ran. I mean, he just ran. Patty you ran know out. Marvez was not catching up with. Them. Yeah, <laughs> they, Pat, they, Pat, they, Pat, they, he ran out. Pat, he ran out like he was going to hand him the, uh, the baton in the four by one. You know well, what I'm saying? And that's but that's the <laughs> like, problem is is what is going use, on? They should use someone other than Marvez who could like have actually jogged into screen. He could have ran out there and like ran into Dasher, and she's like, "What? What's going on?" And then you know, yeah. so on and so forth. But listen, uh, again. Companies working with other companies is great. Them working with Impact, I, I think, is good. Like again, as long as it's not, as long as it doesn't become hokey central, and you got, got you, you know, your your heavy hitters and the people you want to see wrestling, I'm fine with it. But I also it, think, oh, oh, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, AEW has this really good model of like four shows a year. Um, it would be perfect for them if, let's say, we have Impact in New Japan working all together and we get maybe two super shows a year well that's that that's um, where I'm one going. of them is wrestle kingdom um the other is war. all out in commemoration of all in being the uh the last showcase of the indies and that's where i'm going with this i think don Callis is going to be the glue between AEW and new japan because he he is good on both fronts mm-hmm. so i think everyone Yes, Don Callis apparently, you know, doesn't have a. I, I mean, like everyone likes Don Callis, you know, to, to, to be to, to some extent. So I think he may he may be your most important person here coming up because I think he's going to be the glue between here and you know from there and and and, and New Japan. Now, if he'd have ran out there and said, "Hey, you'll find out on New Japan," my head would explode. You know what I mean? So, so here but, is. Let me let me bring this up because this is hilarious, um, and this is my guy. But um, so Trips said today during a promotional War Games pay per view uh, media call that he is pushing for WWE to be open for business in a lot of different ways, including working with other promotions. Yeah. Um, so there well, you go. You don't think, you promotions know, they no, own. 
No, no, no. They're talking about <laughs> he, he's talking about like actual working with other promotions. Um, Vince will have to be dead in the ground. Well, I think yes. that's the big thing, You're right? But the fact that he was forced to say, like bring that up and say it just shows you the type of ripple effect AEW just had last night. You know, there are gonna be two big signs of showing how significant this is. I was originally gonna say impactful, but I'm trying to avoid the pun. A, what does AEW or what does Impact's ratings look like on Tuesday? Do they finally actually get placed on the board? Because they have not. I mean, they they did for the first time following Slammiversary. In forever. Now they also put their show out on Twitch for people who can't watch it live on Access TV. So they gave it away for free. That, that doesn't help their cause. No, but this has to be a stepping stone uh, because AEW is, is. If I'm guessing here, obviously we're snowballing. AEW is not necessarily. They're doing them a solid slash maybe taking a chance and trying to see if any other players want to come in. Because it's again, it, the, the, this is all I was saying about pump the brakes, you know, not pump the brakes, but like it's bigger than impact, you know. So this has to go well because this is this is bigger than impact. This is why I get upset sometimes with AEW because you're damn near yeah, the last hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has to go right. These things have to go well, and you're going to swing and miss, and that's fair. But this has to go right because if you can somehow get New Japan, and God bless if you can get Ring of Honor, then. I don't know. Professional wrestling will be a much better place. It, yeah, it'll be. Oh man, Ring of Honor! If you can't get added to this, New Japan, you need to get All Japan, or and or you need to get Noah. You need to get to get, get into the market in Japan on board. How and cool! How cool would it be for Minoru Suzuki to win the AEW title at Wrestle Kingdom? And then come do three months of a and I, and and a and run, I also, a run before he loses it at Revolution or something. What about Sonata winning the AEW title at Wrestle Kingdom? Happens to yeah. Betsy. Um, yeah. and, and and I also think the more companies work, the more company companies work together, the better. And the the again. I can stomach spot show wrestling. That's fine. That's modern wrestling. But like the more you have companies working together in one common goal, you know, you're not going to get um, mimosa matches and swamp matches. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the more yeah. people are all in one, on one bucket and pulling the rope in one direction, you're, you're going it, to, it, by natural, it's going to be more sport slash. Uh, competing competition. You know what I mean? Um, I'll say this to counter that, though. Having everyone work together is just going to add that you get more variety. No, no, you're, you're right. But I'm saying like, like new, new Japan. these matches, but you're going to get a lot more of, hey, we want FTR in a very big, serious rivalry. Well, you have the option to see them do that in AEW, Impact, and NWA currently as we speak. No, you're no, you're right. I'm just saying, like, you, you're not going to see, you know, Naito or Sonata doing anything wild in cinematics or this, that, and the other. It's not going to happen. You may see it on an impact, but I think when everybody's working together, 
um, just that natural competition happens, and that's what pro wrestling is lacking and, and is about. Because even when people are working together, you think companies don't want to – their guys may, may do the job. That's fine. But everybody wants to have a good showing, and that is the natural course of professional wrestling. And you know what would be a, a very easy way to figure out, you know, hey, I know we need to win some and lose some here, but there is already a set ranking made every year <laughs> – on who are is the top 500 wrestlers in the world yeah no yeah very easily just go hey look it's okada versus chris jericho i'm just throwing that name out there because i believe okada is probably well he may not have been but he should have been higher than chris jericho on the pwi you can sit there and go hey jericho can be in this marquee matchup that is gonna sell out at this big pay-per-view that we're doing cross promotion Okada can win because A, he's the younger talent, and B, he's currently higher up in the wrestling world. You know, there's so many yeah. different ways you can do this. What makes yeah. me so excited about this is what failed the territories in the 80s could be the exact thing that makes this period of time so incredibly exciting for wrestling fans. Uh, so I'm not going to give you the whole history of the NWA and what it meant to wrestling, but it essentially created the golden age of wrestling. Um, and how it ends is essentially Vince McMahon makes the moves to buy out people because they can't afford to keep up with television. If we have Impact and AEW and... NWA, who at this moment is still struggling to maintain their roster, just dealing with, uh, I mean, they haven't been able to have a, a major show put on since COVID has started. That's a major factor, you know? But you have all of these co uh, companies working together. Hey, we're really tired of Orange Cassidy right now in AEW. All right? AEW needs a break from Orange Cassidy. We're running out of places to book him. He can go uh, and show up now at he probably not NWA, but Impact. And he can have a good run in Impact. And maybe he can win the X Division title. Yeah, no, yeah. A good run there. And then by the time he comes back, uh the fans of Dynamite are gonna be able to go, oh man, all right, let's see what we got for him. Let, let's see what's different. Let's see what's new. He has the opportunity to go learn while still being paid. Uh and for everyone who's a fan of him, when someone left a territory you couldn't really follow them you had to tape trade which is a big old word that people don't remember but you would send tapes to someone to see to try if you get a show from one of there so let's say uh jeff has access to ring of honors uh super card of honor um but he can't watch aew's full gear i have full gear but i can't get his show we're gonna send each other uh each of them you know so instead of that we have the Fight Network. We have Bleacher Report putting out the pay-per-views. All of these wrestling promotions are suddenly available to watch at the click of a button, most of them for free. Uh, what, what killed the territories can suddenly become the biggest aspect of professional wrestling. We have this variety in front of us every week uh, to the point where I, I know we have gone like there is almost too much wrestling to keep track of. And a large portion of that is it's three hours on Monday, 
two hours on Wednesday, depending on which show you watch. It's four hours on Wednesday if you watch everything. Exactly. We have and an hour on Tuesday. Let me ask you this, Matt. On, yeah. Um, so, so say, uh, say AEW, uh, Impact, and New Japan, you know, they're, they're, well, obviously Impact already is, but say New Japan jumps in, um, are you guys even watching, like, are we even spending any time on WWE anymore in the show? You will probably see a major reduction, <laughs> but I don't think that's necessarily just because we would prefer to watch everything else. And, and for the most part, we would, I would we're still going to watch, but I'm just saying like, yeah. We're going to do our journalistic integrity to keep up with WWE. But here's the thing. The second that all of these promotions are working together, the impact that WWE has, its, it's grip on the wrestling world is going to loosen. And, how, you know, we're not even talking about the bottom line here, which is money. You get all these companies working together, there's going to be more money for wrestlers. Yeah. And that is the one draw WWE has because I think, for the most part, most wrestlers outside of that core group of WWE guys, Vince guys, would tell you, like, you know, you go for the payday and you just kind of do what you got to do. Because, you like, generally speaking, people leave that place super unhappy and are thrilled to be gone. Yeah. Yep. Like outside of your Undertakers and your Edges and stuff, that for whatever reason Vince anoints as guys he's going to take care of because you know ninety percent of wrestlers will tell you that Vince is the fucking worst thing ever, and then you have those guys who you you hear them talk about Vince and it's like St. Kennedy McMahon. Um, yep. But it, yep. that that is there's like no in it. between. Yeah, so left or right. If all these guys, if all these companies start working together, you're going to see more money for these guys, and you're going to see that pull. Like, well, I got to go get my payday. You know, I'm Adam Cole. I got to go spend four years in WWE because I need to make sure that when I'm 45, 50, and then I'm done, I've got you know my nest egg. Yep. Um, he doesn't have to do that. And we can see Adam Cole wrestle all around the world and wrestle in where he's not held back. And we can see dream matches that we could have never imagined. Uh, you know, like what, how, how awesome would an Adam Cole Okada match be? Or, you know, just things you never think you'd see. But, you know, like this is, this is where we are getting to. And hopefully, like get get to with, with all this. Yeah. Here is another aspect of this that I don't, I have not brought up yet, honestly, because I haven't, I hadn't really thought about it till recently. But uh, does anyone remember what channel uh, you could watch New Japan on in America? Access. Access. Which is owned by who? Oh uh, well, well they they booted New Japan because they because they they put they ended, ended up putting um, Impact on it. Yeah, Impact owns Access. Well, the company yeah. that owns Impact owns Access. Yeah, they wanted to keep New Japan, uh, but New Japan was still frustrated in that deal. Um, so I'm very curious to see how that relationship also kind of moves moving forward. 
I don't think Don Callis was at the front at that point when it happened. I know we reported on it last year when it all went down. I think a lot of us were sitting here going like, that's a very interesting decision. Uh, New Japan would rather not have a company or, or a TV channel in America uh, than, than work with access. Um, it has to be more. It has to be more to that then. Yeah. yeah, I think there was a push. I think Impact was trying to force a deal, but they were not in a position to. Um, I think it's very interesting to see what happens if all of a sudden New Japan is going to work with Impact and is going to work with AEW or we get to see New Japan TV time slot back in, on Access um, or we get to see it come at maybe a different price range. Um, there is a lot that goes into this in terms of you know, variables that we don't know, we don't account for in terms of relationship between companies, but we say it all the time. And I don't, I don't know if there's ever been a time where it's been more true. There has never been a more exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Um, man, not recently. Well, not recently. Yeah. Not in the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Well, uh, 1984 20. to 88, Jack. But yes. Which, for the record, Jeff was the only one alive, and not by much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, no. What happened in July? Well, of us that are on this evening, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 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 but, but 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 I mean, that ended up going south too. So you know, it's just, it's just like anything else. But nothing no. gold. Nothing gold can stay. Uh, no. I hate saying this, but we have to move on. We've already gone over our time, and I really hope Eric isn't going to kill us right now. Um, I hope not, at least. Oh, dope. Awesome. Voice of God just said we're still good for a little bit. So, we're not kicked off the channel quite I yet. Wanted to spend some time and go through all of MLW's results this week. They do have the Opera Cup currently going on. Um, Unfortunately, because of how much time we spent on AEW, which I think is justified with everything that happened yesterday, I want to emphasize MLW is viewable every week on YouTube. They have they have their hour-long show that they post there, and it's honestly very good wrestling. Um, they have an incredible stable over there that I find incredibly intriguing called Contra, who is essentially uh, world terrorists uh, taking over the wrestling world, uh, led by... Uh, their current champion in MLW, Jacob Fatu. Complete star. I said this a long time ago. Complete star. And Contra's uh, even better. They got my, uh, Mads Kruger. They got, you know. You have, I, I, I got Mads Kruger. I got a new show coming from MLW this week. There is. So in the main event of the of one of the last matches in the first round of the Opera Cup, Davey – about say David Hart Smith Jr., Davy Boy Smith Jr., uh, whatever we're calling him at this point, British Bulldog's son who looks like <coughs> a clone of him, uh, lost to Loki, and it's been announced that he is officially on the free agency. Now he did. It was a good, it, really good match. Listen, I, I know lo, lo, Loki is a piece of work, but he is really, really good at wrestling. He is really he good is at wrestling. Really I can't argue that by any means. I question his his personality, his his character, personal character. He, he's a character, but he's a great wrestler. When he's in the ring, he is he is real damn good. He beat him with that like neck choke, and then he rolled him, and then you know, then it, Pat would be Pat would be losing his mind because you know the old roll back on your shoulders bit, but <laughs> but he beat him. <laughs> but uh, 
So my question for you guys is where does Davey Boy go? He has had stints in WWE as part of the Hart Dynasty. He's had a run in New Japan and uh, in, in Suzuki Goon. He was a tag team with Lance Archer, uh, Killer Elite Squad, um, and uh, obviously this last run in MLW has been his his mainstay recently. I my question right now is the Hart family. Uh, well, Heart Heart Dynasty has a current member in AEW not signed, Brian Pillman Jr., who uh, Smith Jr. has been tagging with regularly. Uh, although it does seem like uh, Pillman Jr. is teaming up with Griff Garrison as the Varsity Blondes. Um, where does Davy Boy Smith Jr. go? Uh, I'm just checking his Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, apparently, Davey Boy Smith Jr. is set to debut for All Japan Pro Wrestling in the 2020 Carnival or Champion Carnival. That's a tournament that they do, though. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll be signed. Yeah, um, they I, bring in a lot of people for that, though. That's a great tournament, also. That I hope we we get the opportunity to cover. I I'm thinking more. I'm thinking more Ring of Honor. I think that's a good spot for him. Just because he, I mean, he's a, like, again, I'm not knocking AEW, but, like, he's a serious dude, though. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, he doesn't necessarily have, like, a, a character. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's not going to be doing, and I'm not going to on AEW. He's not going to be on anybody's show doing, like, skits and bits. Like, that's just not who he is. And that's why he kind of didn't work at in WWE. He just wasn't. He's that just guy. not that guy. Yeah, he's just not that guy. He's a really good wrestler who can wrestle, and he's huge, and he's serious, and he takes his business serious. So I, I'm i leaning towards Ring of Honor. I don't know if this company has the money to afford him. He would be a perfect fit in the NWA. Well, I, I, I thought that too, but I just assumed that like they may be teetering on, I don't, you know, maybe going out of business. But I think AEW might be a uh, – Giving them a loan here, keeping them upright. Like, what about him? And what about him and Aldis? Well, I'd pay to see that. That's what I'm saying. Um, I also think maybe he would be great in Impact. They would need it. They they need a top guy there. I think as well. They have a lot of good talent, but I don't know if they have anyone who is top guy. I mean, Rich Swan's their current champion. Yeah. Still. Ugh. Um, also, though, Chris Bay is going to be challenging him for the title here in a couple weeks. So hot. Hot take. Uh, um, uh, when Tessa Blanchard was Tessa Blanchard was champion, she was more legit than Rich Swan. Let that blow your mind. I don't think you're wrong because Tessa also had pins over Brian Cage. Like, well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying, like, what's more believable? Who's more of a badass, Tessa Blanchard or Rich Swan? <laughs> <laughs> Arguments I thought I would never be having. Yeah. Sorry, Rich. Sorry, Good. Rich. Could, right. not, could not even dignify this conversation. Yeah. So, Pat, <laughs> and not not because you're wrong, Jeff. <laughs> Yo, one one looks like a champion. The other one's Rich Swan. <laughs> Where do you think Davy Boy Smith Jr. goes? I think it'll be AEW. Uh, Pillman's going to be full time there eventually. Um, we already seen Bret Hart show up with AEW. 
Um, and I just don't think he's going back to WWE, which we, I mean, it did not seem like it was a very fruitful. Good, it didn't seem like it was a very good ending there. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, he, he ain't going to WWE. We know that. All right, Ben, what you thinking? I'm thinking he goes to a. I don't want to use the term mid-major, but a mid-major promotion. Impact. Uh, I don't think he goes to AW or WWE. Uh, I think he goes to like an Impact or a Ring of Honor, or I could even see him showing up in Japan. I, I do think it'll be curious to see. He has not been in Japan for a while, and I, I don't remember what it was that caused that split. Um, New Japan is also an option, though, for him. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, I just think it'll be very curious. Um, I don't, I don't know if AEW has the roster space for him. That's the thing for me. Because if he goes and tags with with Pillman Junior., like man, there are so many other tag teams there. Um, if he goes and tags with Pillman Junior., they're never going to win. They're just they're not going to win anything. They'll never win the belt. So you know, they're just not. No, they they would they. I could totally buy them going over. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm but saying, I don't think they're gonna. I mean, I don't. I don't think Davy Boy is gonna be in a tag team if. Yeah, yeah, that, that, comes yeah. AEW. Yeah. They, no. might, they might make a faction or something. Yeah, maybe a new Heart Dynasty. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you know, Davy Boy, Pillman, Lance Archer under Jake. Killer Elite Squad. <laughs> they don't have to, Killer Elite Hearts. Really hard. No, I actually kind of like that. <laughs> um, okay. So, geez, because we've gone over so much. Not a whole lot happened on NXT this week, honestly. I, in a week where so much in AEW happened, uh, the, the, the balance was definitely there. The two big things to point out from NXT, in my opinion, uh, we had uh, the next segment of Boa and Zia Lee, um, in which it looks like they're once again continuing to go through the triad treatment. I am so curious to see where this goes. To me, this is the most interesting thing that's happening. <laughs> in NXT. Look, Put it in perspective. You know about the triad. No, 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 no. Ish. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I respect it. You, you, you've been on this faithfully. You've been on this faithfully. <laughs> to put this in perspective... I'm watching AEW, and they just had Sting return. I flipped the channel to go, okay, what's on NXT? They have the Xia Li and Boa segment. And I'm like, am I watching NXT? I legit thought I was watching a samurai movie. Well, there's Chinese, so. <laughs> well, you know, Vince doesn't like foreigners, so. But, <laughs> guys, this no. is in widescreen. You're seeing this much of their face the entire time, and it's Xylee and Boa. Go away from that, that, that hand gesture. <laughs> no, like literally, you could see like this much of their face, and the thing is just it's their master or, or sensei or whatever you want to call him. Yelling, it looked like a, and then they dive into water. And not just not like, being diving; they're being they're being pushed down. They're being um, yeah, they're wobbly. dunking into water, and I'm just like it, it looked like a kill. A movie, it looked like a Kill Bill, uh, you know, segment or something like that. <laughs> um, which, which I'm not knocking Kill Bill; they were great. So I'm, I am still trying to figure out who is the leader 
of this. It's clearly a woman. Um, and it very much so seems like she is going to be someone who comes and wrestles or uh, maybe she's a manager, but uh, I, I just, I can't think of anyone who's been signed recently or of any time that would kind of fit what they're, they're pushing here. Uh, so for the first time, legitimately, I don't know who this could be. And like I said, that, that makes this to me, the most interesting segment if you guys don't know what the triad is, look it up because it is some serious gang ish. Um, like they don't they don't mess around. <laughs> ask uh, 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 ask. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> ask Chris Rock and Jackie yeah. Chan. So it, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Val Venus. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, you Rick know. Rick Tan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God damn it! God damn it. <laughs> you, got, you got me. I know we're joking about this, but I also really like legitimately. I, this is probably the most the thing I'm most interested in. Yeah. Um. So, like NXT was bad. Let's just do our war game stuff and get out of here. Yeah. So we have a uh, pay per view this weekend, boys. It is NXT War Games. Um. Originally double booked. WWE was also going to have the tribute to the troops show happening at the same time on Fox. Uh, from my understanding, that's now been adjusted to midday. So I think it's going to take after the, the first game on Fox on Sunday. So maybe this is going to end up turning into something good for, for WWE. They'll have some promotion on Fox before they have their pay-per-view this af- uh, that afternoon. Um, but, man, in the grand scheme of things, I, do, I, I am struggling to care about this show. Um, There's two matches I care about. Arguably three. Games? Women's uh, war games is or women's war games. I do not care about that match. Um, so first up, Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. Don't care. Look, am I the only one that thinks Thatcher just is, it ain't worth shit? I don't give a fuck about that guy. Uh, he is um, a guy who is great in ring, but they're trying to give him a character, and he's not a character guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like Thatcher, um, but Thatcher, let him be big brook of British smiles. No, no, but but let let him be Thatcher, and that comes with whatever it comes with. Don't yeah. try to make him, yeah. you know, somebody. Like yeah, in a minute here, him. he'll be having a mustache and wearing a top hat or something. Like yeah. leave, leave, leave him alone. Let oh him man, that'll be that'll be he's from California. <laughs> that'll be that'll be great because. Um, he can be with Cameron Grimes and he can be the. <laughs> the the top of Cameron Grimes, the top hatters, straight to the moon in a strap match versus Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I think I'll just speak for everybody and say, poor Cameron Grimes, he deserves so much better than losing to Dexter Loomis in a strap match. I think yep. he's gonna win. I hope you're right, but. It's been a weird build for that entire feud. Yeah, I mean, Grimes has just been afraid of him. Well, and and Loomis has literally won just about every segment. I think there's only been once where Grimes walked away standing tall, and that was jumping him after a match. Which is why Super 50-50 booking WWE is going to have Cameron Grimes win. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, that's kind of where I am. Is that's a, It's been 50-50 booked this entire time. I hope you're right. Um, it's just it's hard to see, hard to see him win the strap match. In my opinion, if it was a different match type, I'd buy it. But it's hard for me to see Cameron Grimes going over here. 
Up next, triple threat match for the NXT North American title. It's Leon Ruff, our champion, the beloved champion of the world. <laughs> North America. Uh, defending his title against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. Uh, we did get a little thing this week in that there are two ghost face masks. Yeah. Um, so I think Johnny Gargano getting a win here with little help from surprise person number 84. Uh, I don't think it's Indy Hartwell. I want to. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. You're Although she is not in the women's, uh, women's war game. So it could be. You're probably right. Um, Gargano, let him go over so Priest can be in the title picture. The heavyweight since title. We need to strip that title off of Finn Balor since he has still not defended it. The real question is, who does Gargano lose in his first defense to? Leon after? Ruff again. Oh, jeez. Oh, Leon Ruff retains because Damian Priest lets oh Leon Ruff pin oh Johnny Gargano. Oh my god, I, I could see that. I yeah. see, oh no. They're gonna do this whole like I'm just I, so happy I won it, and then he's gonna be like the obsessed, do anything to retain. Daniel Bryan, original turn heel, two thousand nine. I would I was thinking that too. Or like or do do Priest and Gargano bust each other up are, so much where Ruff kind of scoot swoops in, you know. You are mean? they are they really gonna keep this Leon Ruff character on TV now? They have to commit that much more TV time to him. I think well, that. he's been signed for a while and they but he is I mean, you have two hours a week. Yeah, but Pat, you're yeah, but you're confused you're confusing your own feelings to to somebody else's. Yeah, we don't like him. But trust me, I'm sure there's people that do. Yeah, so I don't have an issue with him. I, just yeah, I have an issue with him having the second biggest belt in this organization. Yeah. They they that belt is worthless now after he won it. It means it means it means absolutely the second he put that belt around his waist and it fell on it TV and, yeah. and 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 then Trips had the audacity as much as I love trips, that yeah, look that, at look at Pat. He had, he had the audacity to take a picture mm-hmm. backstage with that fucking spot. That that title is fucking worthless now. Yep, that's why NXT it, is a joke now. It won't be forever, but it is now. Yeah. It's worthless. Um, God, so I don't know what the actual main event is for War Games. Uh, Matt, let's just do the match that nobody cares about first. I, it's not okay. So I don't not care about this match um it'll be yeah you do no i think it'll be fine that's excited because shotzi's in it Eh, i like shotzi i don't know why she's the team captain in my opinion but it is team shotzi versus team candace in war games team shotzi is shotzi blackheart ember moon rhea ripley and dio shirai versus candace larray dakota kai raquel gonzalez and the recently turned heel tony storm so Shotzi's team has the advantage. Shotzi's team does have the advantage. And they're loaded. So yeah. unless unless there's a heel turn, like there's absolutely no reason for them to lose this fight. Like a, yeah. a Ripley heel turn on Io Shirai? Yeah, or Ember Moon for that matter. No, no I think you just got turned on by Tony Storm. That's going to be your next uh, one-on-one. Uh, okay. Yeah. True. yeah, but you don't think they're going to push Storm versus Ripley again? 
but I think I think they might hold off for a little bit. The the yeah. other the other thing I could see happening because they seem to love her and she's going to be the next China. It sounds like is I can see Raquel Gonzalez having a huge War Games match and winning it. Um, and, I wouldn't uh, mind it. And that's I see. I think she sucks, but. I mean, she's got the look and everything. No, I, I, uh, she's not the greatest. But again, I, I don't mind people wrestling within their means, if you will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's not out here sure. trying to do stuff, do right. stuff that she can't do. You know what You're I mean? Right. Yeah. So, who do y'all have winning? Uh, I mean, I, th- I, I, I think the heels are going to win. Yeah, probably. So, I'm so, gonna, so it seems too obvious. It's too easy. Yeah, should it, yeah. win. It's too easy for the faces to win. But I mean, it is WB, so Lord knows. Uh, I've talked myself out of my own pick. I think I am. Gonna get <laughs> <the faces. laughs> I the want the faces to win, but the heels are going to. I I love when we get a flip flop. I love it so much. <laughs> Here's my issue. I'm looking at this other war games match. And it's Undisputed Era versus For the Brand, and I don't think Undisputed Era is winning. So I think no. they're they're called the Kings. Sorry, yeah, the Kings of NXT. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Score with this match. All right. So right now it's being booked as it's Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan. Uh, but let me take you back two weeks ago in the uh, ladder match between. Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly for the advantage. Pete Dunn won with the assistance of a uh, hooded or masked man pushing the ladder over with Kyle O'Reilly. And Pat McAfee was saying that he wasn't present. I mean, he wasn't up on the pedestal, but he wasn't present in NXT. He wasn't there. I think Pat McAfee isn't going to be in this match and whoever that masked person is going to be. And I don't think it's our friend who completely destroyed his leg. I think he, it's been too soon for him to be back recovery, but I do think we're adding another person to this. I don't know if you want to risk Pat McAfee in this match. Who would it be? Um, so I'm trying to think of someone who they have signed recently that would fit that. Um, so go around to everyone else, and then I will tell you. It's going to so, have to be somebody with personality. Yeah. No, uh, Pat McAfee is the voice. Pete Dunne, uh, yeah, I guess. you ain't going to let Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch talk. So, God, Yeah, God knows there's no personality in that fucking group. No, 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 but I'm saying like they're going to need a, a – well, I mean, I, I guess Dunn's a loose cannon, I guess. Yeah, but Dunn ain't great on the mic. No, 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 but I'm saying like I, I, they need a – I agree. Yeah, they need a – I don't know, a Takahashi. They need a – well, I guess there's like one of those. They, they, they need somebody that's like just all over the place because you got, got – you know – Nothing but even kill guys, kind of. Minus McAfee. Austin Theory. Uh, I mean, that's fine, but he's a he's a baby face, man. He doesn't he doesn't fit the group. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, is your guy who needs to get fixed. So they're gonna have Pete Dunn. They, they need like a on a leash with Dunn, Oni Lorkin, and Bird. They need. Like a, they don't need Cameron Grimes, but they need like a Cameron Grimes, you know, like something, someone like that. He he this, guy, this guy doesn't fit it either, and I don't. I think for people like us, 
we would get it, but I don't think the average WWE NXT fan would get it. But uh, maybe that's why Trey Miguel wasn't in those pictures. That'd be good. Um, God, you know who I would also really love is Bronson Reed. I want him to get the Oh, voice. you know what? Bronson Reed would be really of, good. Yeah. He doesn't match the size of the person who pushed uh-huh. the ladder over, so. No, but what does that matter? Uh, retribution. You're fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. Uh, also, just interesting bit of trivia for you guys. Undisputed Era is one and two in War Games matches. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually knew that. They, yeah. They lost last one. They won their first one. They won the first one against uh, AOP and Roddy, and Roddy Strong because that's and, where Roddy and, turned. No, Roddy turned later. The, the, the second one. They lost the first one and won the second one. No, they won the first one. They lost the uh, second one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're they're going to lose twice in a row. They're going to lose this one, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I think, I think they need to. They, ha- they have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, if you don't, why do I care? Yeah, and also don't be surprised if maybe there's a triple threat tag team match added to this card between Imperium, yeah. Grizzled Young Vets, and Ever Rise. Yeah, they, they Ever Rise had a dust up, uh, you know, Wednesday. Well, they've been they've been beating up back to back weeks, but they got to stand tall at the end of this week. So I won't be yep. surprised. Maybe we push this off for a little bit, but also there's only you know five ish matches on the card anyway. So well, that's a normal amount for a takeover. It is, but you don't have any title defenses on it. So I think you want to maybe add a little something extra to make us care about it a little bit more. Yeah. Not saying that this match is, but we do not have a single title on the line. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm a liar. The, the North American. North American. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, you know what? Pat's right. The North, North American. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's right. Why should, I, why should I care? I don't. All right. Uh so, guys, going into this, what do you expect this this pay per view to be? Give me a, a grade A through F. What do you, what are you expecting? Um, I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be a C, and it could maybe be a B. I know that's kind of high, but but people tend to get caught up in the war games like spots and like the oohs and ahs of of, of this of what war games just brings. Like, yeah, we know what we're gonna see. But it still kind of has that little oozing, you know, from the oozing eyes. I agree uh, with your assessment. I think the men's war games match is going to be great. Um, you know, Undisputed Era has got a ton of experience in these matches, which will help. He does uh, been in, uh, I think, at least yeah. more, or maybe just one. Um, been and, and I fully expect Loken, Loken, uh, Oni Lurkin and, and Birch to, to really put on a good show. Um, that match is probably going to be really, really good. The women's match, um, I'll make the prediction that EO is going to do something to steal the show maybe the whole night. Uh, she might have uh, the spot of the night or something. I have a feeling she's going to do something nuts. In yeah, the- I mean, Mia Yim's gone. So she-, she did the moonsault she- off the cage. So we'll so- see if we can follow up on that. I just have, I have a feeling she'll do something to to steal the show in that match. Um, but like I, I mean the the war war games matches are great in general. But like man, I could not care less about any other match. Yeah. On the card. Um, Agreed. It's so bad because at takeovers, 
man. Um, I mean, just a few years ago, they were like the most important shows in pro wrestling to see. Pat, it's 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 what WWE did did, did to me years ago. They take so they took something that that you loved and they just ruined it. Well, something you loved and cared I mean, about, and then they just go, turned it on its head. Go back to Sammy Sammy Zayn Nakamura. Um, like look at that card. Um, yep. I mean the Dallas card. Are you pulling it up right now? I'm pulling it up. Yeah, I mean, I already know the last three matches, but you had American Alpha versus the Revival. You oh had, my lord! You had Austin Aries versus Baron Corbin. Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Oscar Bailey, and Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. And I believe that's where Oscar knocked out Bailey. That's that yeah. was where she, yeah. that, that was the that was the All Japan NXT Nakamura's debut over Zayn and Oscar winning the women's title. Yeah. How wow. things have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your worst match of the night was Austin Aries Baron Corbin, which was actually a pretty entertaining match. Remembering it on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin Aries as horrible as he is as a person, also delivers well in ring. Four yeah. years ago, and Baron Corbin's another guy that we're like, is he the greatest wrestler? No, but he wrestles inside of his well, means. You know, I'll tell you this: he he was still a little sloppy in NXT. He definitely has come into his own lately. Uh, since being on the main roster, I think he's benefited a lot from it. But well, yeah, agreed. I, I actually really like Baron Corbin. Um, I really hate the King Corbin gimmick, but uh, Cor- Corbin is actually very, very good. Yeah. Hi. All right. Well, that is so much wrestling. We've gone over way too much. The voice of God does not strike us down where we sit. Um, but God, everything that happened in AEW deserved all the time we spent talking about it. Honestly, um, I, I would dedicate a whole a lot of extra time to talking about what the impact of AEW's show this week is. Yeah. Um, but with that, guys, check out the YouTube channel. Uh, we have Quick Count, we have the Ref Bump, we have Creative Control, we have Coming Soon, Do Your Damn Homework, maybe another uh, show coming here or there. We're going to try and keep pumping out some stuff. Uh, if you enjoyed what you've heard, check us out and support us at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us keep putting the show on, and we really appreciate that. Uh, so, anyone else got anything to plug? Uh, pray for snow on Monday. Pray for snow. It's supposed to snow? Yeah. Um, uh, our local uh, weatherman Brett Gibbons <laughs> has predicted. Shout, shout has, out to Brett! Shout out to Brett! He is uh, predicted the Euro is predicting one to two inches of snow Monday morning. Um, so for us teachers, uh, bring on the snow. Why he doesn't? Don't make us teach virtually. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't care. I can sit, I can sit in my living room. And not do anything. Uh, a house with, divided. With that, <laughs> we must. Oh, oh, Matt would prefer to be virtual too. <laughs> okay, clear that up. Well, well, there's a hierarchy of these things. We're getting to. <laughs> uh, but, but also, so, if, we get, if we get snow in the morning, none of our kids are going to get. Matt, now is not the time. So, 
with that, we must bid you adieu. Uh, it's been a wonderful show. We've gone over too long. Please come back on Monday. We'll tell you exactly what we thought of this pay-per-view as well as probably a little bit of a New Japan update because they've got some tournaments going on and another one getting ready to kick off that you need to know about and watch. So have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe, wear a mask, do what you got to do. We will see you all on Monday. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.